Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, 2021 Fall Semester Edition of Through the Lens, Weagle's number one, Weagle's only movie podcast. I'm Alex Houston, alongside my partner in crime, Davis Carroll. Davis, how you doing today? You know, you said only movie podcast. This sounds like a challenge. Someone else is going to start a bigger and better one um, called, like, Steel Reeling or something. Hey, hey, hey. No, I've copyrighted that. That's a name. Oh. That was one of our original workshop oh, names. Don't steal oh, that, please. Oh, oh, oh. That can't, can't be stealing that. Can't be stealing that. Um, but, yeah, welcome to Through the Lens. We're back after taking the summer off. Our last episode was looking back at our top 15 uh, movies. And now, today, we will be discussing the Suicide Squads. That is, as in the Suicide Squad. Well, Suicide Squad, no, the, from 2016. And then the more recent Suicide Squad with James Gunn directing. And of course, as always, we'll begin with our movie news to start off the episode and quite a bit of a first actually, Davis. What are some of the things you watched? How was your summer? What some what are some of the things I you watched? I worked every single day this summer probably. So I didn't get to watch many movies. I did watch Clueless. That was probably uh, yeah. that was a big one. I rewatched a few movies with my family. I made, I got my mom to watch like Interstellar, stuff like that. New movies probably Clueless is the biggest one I can think of right now. I think I watched it. I watched Royal Tenenbaums. That's a good one. Yeah, my mom really likes that one. I actually I watched, watched Come and See the other day, if that still counts. Hmm, I don't remember. I don't, it I is a foreign movie. language movie. Ah, yes. Very hard to watch, but it was pretty good. That's good. Um, I watched a lot of TV shows, including the basically Marvel Netflix series, and I think it'd be really exciting to do something about those because they all offer a lot of very different things within their own collective universe because they all take place in New York City, but they all very much have different things to offer in terms of what the show is about and what those shows really represent. And I think they're really great. But first, but I now forget that. On to the news because we've got quite a bit in Davis. First and foremost, Spider-Man No Way Home has finally released its trailer. This is the shortest amount of time between a trailer and a movie release in the MCU's history, except for one, that is The Incredible Hulk, back in 2008. So Davis, what did you think of the trailer? Talk to me about it. Come on. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I think it might have given away a lot. I'm real. I'm really against trailers giving away the whole plot, but I get why they showed, and they it featured a really special doctor. That's true. Alfred Molina in De-Aged has come back as Dr. Otto Octavius or Dr. Octopus, as he's known. Yeah, it was big. It was, and his he's de-aged as well. Did you say that? Yes, yeah, I did say that. He looks, it looks, he looks a little younger. It looks like he's from that, or from the when they made Spider-Man Two. That is Spider-Man Two with Tobey Maguire. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. Molina gave an interview earlier this summer and said that he would be back, which was very exciting because he's my favorite character from the original oh, yeah. Spider-Man trilogy. Him and Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, which is awesome. Finish it. <laughs> From evil, you remember that? Yeah, yes, I, I, I remember that. We Davis. can't have too many clips. We might we, have we, one. We, 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 we have we, some few. Oh my lord! Um, but that was only, only the bomb from the movie was shown. And you Not, heard a laugh. That's true. You did. You which did. was a hundred percent willing to foe. Nobody else can do that laugh. That is true. That I'll say that. That's true. I mean, it's not hundred percent. Um, I guess, but like, it's it's most likely willing to phone. If it's not, that'll be very very odd for them. To I not. may or may not have seen some leaked photos. Oh dear. That we, Alex we, doesn't believe are real. I, I believe two of them are real, but I don't know about the third one. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's that is happening as well. And talk about the multiverse implications. Ladies oh wait. And Go back to the de-aging thing. I'm going to say this. De-aging. Uh, Do you Alfred think Molina. that they're going to de-age Tobey Maguire if he shows up? Or are they going to have like a dude, uh, he, he Peter B. Parker from He doesn't look that much older. I know, but he still is in his 40s. So he is going to look old. Even if he doesn't look older, like off rip, you're going to tell. I mean, I, I, I would not like them to because... Um, I just think it's fine if he's the he is the veteran Spider-Man. The one issue is Alfred Molina's octopus, Doctor Octopus. If that is the same one from the universe that True. True. Tom McGuire Parker is, which I mean, like I guess they could pull the this is the universe where Doctor Octopus won. That's too complicated for the layman fan. I'd say. I mean, I'm sure that's happened in the comics, stuff like that. But I think they're gonna be like, I don't know why he's de-aged. Maybe he, I don't know. Yeah, but I think they're gonna have to DH Tobey Maguire too. That's a good. I, point. I think it'd be cool if he was a veteran, but like if they're DHing Molina, then it would make sense to not DH Maguire. Yeah, that is a good point. I'm not entirely sure what exactly they will do in regards to that. But um, I think they can leave Garfield alone. He still looks pretty. More good. importantly, yeah, th- that's true. That's true. He, yeah, he looks the exact same. Um, and it was only seven years ago or so. Um, I got a few like qualifiers. You know, I don't want to be that fan that says this, this, and this must happen for this movie to be good. Because I'm not like that. You know, I'm co- coming to an open mind. But a couple things. One, 
dealing with uh, Doc Doc Ock, if he's saying hello, Peter, to Tom Holland because they pull the hole in this universe, the Spider-Man for this Doc Ock is Tom Holland, I will lose it. I don't think they'll do that. Because that, I mean, that that's just then the question begs what's the point. But more importantly, a detail that somebody pointed out that I am so appreciative of them pointing out. In the trailer, his arms are red, which based on the lore from Spider-Man 2 indicates that the arms are controlling him, not vice versa, which could preserve his character arc because one of the best things about Spider-Man 2 is him turning back to the good side again. One of the best things is the ending. That ending of that movie Spoiler. Is, it came out in 2004. <laughs> if you are saying spoiler alert about Spider-Man 2, go ahead and turn off the podcast and go watch the movie. So really. here's the thing that I'm going to guess the plot's going to go because they open the multiverse... I guess you could say that maybe they op- when they open the multiverse, Doctor Strange does, which I was reading a Twitter thread about maybe that Doctor Strange is acting weird. You were talking about that on Compact Discourse. Go check that. We had some Spider-Man discourse ah, yes, on that. Yes, we did. We did. But unless, I think maybe when Doctor Strange or maybe not Doctor Strange or something's going on there opens the multiverse on accident, maybe it's running concurrently with when Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is fighting Alfred Molina in the other universe, right. but the issue is Green Goblin's there and he's dead at that time. That's a good point. That is a point that I did not um, think about is how they and could then all they be just there. crossed over. Yeah, I don't know how they could like all... Spider Verse the movie. Yeah, that's Arch- right. That, that's right. I don't know how but, they could all be there. I guess it would. I don't I mean know. unless you. I guess it could pull the in this universe Green Goblin one. And then Green Goblin's still alive there. Or in this universe, Green Goblin becomes Green Goblin five years later or something. That's a good point. Um, I don't know exactly what they'll do. I just, I want it to be done well enough and I don't want it to be a, oh, multiverses, you know, capped, we're done. Because that's, a lot of movies and TV shows have done the one-off. People won't forget, uh, they did Flashpoint in the Flash TV show on the CW and it was a one, it was resolved in one episode. Like there were, there were, you know, post- Time implications like isn't the Superman there now or is that no 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 no, no, oh, no, 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 no. but like there was there was like you know there oh, was, was Christ on an infinite earth yes there it? was other things that had changed but it, like the actual Flashpoint itself resolved in like an episode and it if was you like, want to watch a good Flashpoint uh the well the new Flash movie is supposed to be Flashpoint Michael Keaton's going to be in it alleged uh, yeah 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 not allegedly sorry yeah you're right uh-huh. uh if you want to watch a good Flashpoint watch the Flashpoint cartoon phenomenal yeah it is very good I would say um and I don't know I just. I guess if, animated movies are the correct term. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if um, if you know, if Alfred Molina's Doc Ock is just going to refer to Tom Holland as Peter the whole time, I don't think that no, would. I don't. Me. There's no way they do. Kevin and, Feige's too smart for that. And um, I mean, he's done pretty darn well with how he set up things. I mean, I don't think he'd look. He he. That's a big plot hole. How does? And that's pretty cheap. If they're going to be like Tom Holland's the Spider-Man, I don't think he can yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. And additionally, um, I'm just going to be honest. If- or unless, sorry to cut you off again, but Always. I mean, Doctor Octopus is pretty smart. Maybe he figures out that it's a multiverse thing. That's true. He and he sees the guy maybe swing it. That's true. He is a genius of the, of the time and at, the at that point and the Spider Verse Doctor Octopus. What's her first name in it? It's a girl in that one. That's like the the multiverse thing in it. Yeah, I think it's his wife is the idea. Um, okay, whatever. The point is, she figures out about the Spider-Man thing pretty quick. True, true. That's good. There, there is backing for that then. Um, and the other thing is, now, I'm not... And it could be later in the movie after they meet. True, true, true. true it's true. a trailer that we're going off of right true, now. True, true. But just, like you're saying... I'll, I'll, first of all, one, one thing is, um, I just hope he lives up to, you know, the hype. I don't want it to be... Because, you know... One thing you can do with movies like this is it's like, all right, we need to establish our Tom Holland Spider-Man as the dominant Spider-Man, so therefore he just dispatches this host of villains in seconds. Because that's the thing that's been done before. The whole idea is like, you know, like it's... They do it when, you know, times when, in the lore when Batman would show up and he just easily dispatched people because he's Batman. You're like, all right, now we know it means business. I would rather that not happen because, again... Alfred Molina's Doc Ock is not my favorite character only because, you know, he's got this great character, but because of the fact that the fight scenes were awesome, especially for that time, 2004, the arms looked amazing. Anyway, but additionally, in this movie, if Doctor Strange is not being controlled, if he is not under some type of spell of some kind, if he is not an imposter, I'm going to have a genuine problem. I know we're going on a trailer and it could all be explained, but him just willy-nilly saying, yep, I'll just totally try and mess with the space-time continuum. 
That doesn't make any I sense. I think it, there's something going on there that we don't know. That doesn't well. make any sense. Is Multiverse of Madness sense. coming before or after? After. Spider- okay. But that doesn't make any sense to me. Now, of course, people are saying, but uh, August 23rd was highlighted in WandaVision, which means that Wanda must be influencing him in order to open up the multiverse in order to get her children back. Spoiler uh, I don't know about that. Um, that's too That's too convoluted. I mean, yeah. That'd be but, lazy at the end of the movie going, oh, and Wanda was... I guess they could do that. However... Oh, uh, actually, in multi- she's going to be in Multiverse of Madness, so maybe exactly, they're like, exactly. "You, I've been having control over you." Um, but that that's a that's a point. But I mean, look, the MCU, as I wrote in my notes, this is a very critical time for the MCU. Chris Evans is gone. Robert Downey Jr. is gone, but they want to bring him back. Apparently, Lord knows why. Um, Multiverse. Chadwick Boseman tragically uh, taken way too soon in that in that actor's career, of course, and. He was going to be the, you know, the guy carrying the flag for the MCU for the next 20 years, probably. Um, He's gone, you know, and now it's down to Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man are essentially the next gen because Thor, I think, is on his way out. And if they bring in Fantastic Four X, True, true, exactly. Which I feel like that's what they're trying to set up. This is the opportunity for that, but I mean, you know... I I think Thor is on his way out because I think the character And Wanda. That's true. Um, I think Thor's on his way out because the character's momentum was just halted in Endgame. I mean, he came out of Infinity War, probably the second most praised character aside from Doctor Strange, and out of Endgame, he was one of the... Like, everybody that even loved the movie, they didn't like that. Like, I saw people that were, like, giving it 10 out of 10, best thing ever, still mentioned they didn't like that, you know? Um, so I think his character is on his way out. I think the Guardians may have run their course as well. I don't know exactly, but this is a very critical time to sort of open things up. And if you take Doctor Strange, one of your core characters, and just sort of shift him in a complete different direction, and sh- one thing is people are saying he was way too comical. And I'm like, well, he's... And one thing I heard was that they think they're just trying to make Tony Stark 2.0, and which just, again, it's like, mm, that's not what it's supposed to be. But I don't know, just very pivotal time. And this these next few movies, look, you got The Eternals, you got Shang-Chi, you've got... Multiverse of Madness, you've got Spider-Man. These next four movies will pretty much decide where this uh, studio is going. They'll all still make a billion, but the problem is these movies will decide if they make a billion five years from now. You know, if they make a billion ten years from now. Because the MCU machine is insane. Captain Marvel made a billion and Wonder Woman did not. If Captain Marvel is worth a billion, Wonder Woman is worth ten. I'm just That's just my opinion between those two movies. I think one is vastly superior to the other, and you guys can tell. I don't know how you feel about that, Davis, but I think Wonder Woman does stand apart from that. But I, that's yeah. a testament to the MCU machine. But anyway. I, before we move on from this about the Spider-Man trailer, one more thing. You also see a lot of yellow lightning electricity. True. Most likely the original was going to be Jamie Foxx. That's already confirmed. He confirmed that himself. He did. Uh, but... Uh, Probably yellow and green electro costume. He Indeed, looked yeah. like he was kind of wearing it. Wait, sorry, uh, I won't. Don't don't spoil the leaks now, Davis. But um, uh, I, also, oh, you can say it. Sorry, I would say also possibly Sandman. Maybe I, there was sand. I think maybe it could also be dust. I'm just saying. I mean, like I'd love for it to be Sandman getting Hayden Christian. Was it Tom Hayden Church? Dang, Hayden Christensen. I was gonna say Hayden Christian Thomas. No, 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 no. Um, but. You mentioned on Compact Discourse how it's like, well, he's a good guy now. Yeah. But one, I mean, Davis, what if he's like, you took me away from the multiverse, I need to get back to my daughter, bro. It, it, Maybe. It'll work. I don't know. I feel like they, they really have to jump through some hoops to make this everything work, like make it all make sense. I don't think everything's going to make sense, but I'm still probably going to enjoy it if I get to see Till McGuire and Andrew Garfield. Indeed, indeed. And, and the foe in. Also, you maybe saw the lizard i didn't see it in the trailer so there's the part where peter's like in a dark room and like he's standing at tom holland and he's standing he like turns around he's like in a suit too he like turns around you see kind of like a figure oh i've heard it's either maybe the lizard or maybe venom i don't think they'd bring in venom right now especially with venom having his own movie coming out yeah soon. so i think it's probably the lizard yeah with I, the I, lizard I so. from andrew garfield's amazing spider i bet so and just going along some other news theaters are back open everybody and i would encourage you if you are feeling comfortable to go to those theaters because they've been struggling for the last two years essentially especially if it's like uh Family run, especially like, yeah, we especially, have one in Mobile. Yeah, exactly. Which I, my parents have gone to a couple times this summer anyway. And theaters are open, and I really, I just encourage that for anybody that loves movies because the theater experience, you don't experience it for a while. You think it can't be that good. Once you go, it just is, it is different. It really is. It, it cannot be understated how different that experience is. And movies in theaters right now, at least here in Auburn, you got Free Guy, The Jungle Cruise, Don't Breathe Two, and Respect, which is the Aretha Franklin uh, movie with. 
Jennifer Hudson playing Aretha Franklin, and I saw Free Guy actually a few days ago. Really, in really, theaters? yeah, actually, really, really fun movie. I was surprised. I knew, you know, I knew I was going to like it, but I was surprised at how good and how enjoyable it really was. Uh, especially because you know those video game movies rely on too much nostalgia. Ready Player One, cough, cough, cough. Um, also, Green Knight is playing in Columbus. Yes. It's not playing in Auburn. I, if it was, I'd already have seen the it. The new A twenty four movie. It's right? sp- okay, so here's the thing though, it is not action packed. It is, how's that? That's good. Right here? Yes. It is not action-packed. It is based off a old English poem. Do not go into a thing It's going to be a, a fantasy action movie. They might have sold it a bit differently, I would say. I, um, I'd agree with that. But yeah. it's an A24 movie, usually a little more artsy. So if you like that kind of movies, go see it. If you don't, it's always worth a try. That's true, yeah, I, I would say so. And then you've also got Venom, Let There Be Car- Carnage, excuse me, has been delayed till October 15th. I'm just not excited for that movie, except for Woody Harrelson. That's all really there for. He'll be playing Carnage. And then, as I mentioned, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings releasing on September 2nd, featuring a new and improved abomination from the original Hulk movie. Incredible Hulk 2008 edition, of course. Very, very interesting there. And again, that movie will be introducing the Mandarin, who was supposed to be Iron Man's villain in Iron Man 3, but this is the real mystical Mandarin, so that's pretty exciting as well. But now, Davis, that wraps up the news, which means... oh. There's a few more movies coming out you didn't oh. talk about. The French I, Dispatch. Ah, yes, Wes Anderson movie. got a standing ovation at the Sundance. I don't know what film festival is that. I don't know why, because... Like, I mean, they're not... The, I mean, like, every movie gets a standing ovation at those, but, like, it looks pretty good. Okay, but, like, the one clip that I saw that everybody was like, oh, my gosh, look at this movie, so excited. Um, there was a mistake in the first minute, because he has... In one scene, he has it in his mouth, this, the cigarette thing, then it's out, then it's back in again, and it's not like he moved it. And everyone's like, this is cinema, and I'm like, but there's a... Alex, you're being nitpicky. I, I'm not being, no, I'm not being nitpicky just for somebody to be like, this is the bet, like, this is your one clip to show and you make a mistake seems odd to me. Also, another movie coming out is, uh, am I allowed to say it on air? Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O? We'll table that for now. Just anyway, look up movie, those two names and you'll, you'll see. starring Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O with a bunch of dudes it's doing It's not really even of, a movie. They just yeah, do things dumb. Exactly. A bunch it's of men really doing fun. a bunch of dumb stunts. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, we watched all three this summer. Awesome. It was pretty great. Um, any other movies, Davis, before we, before we move, make the move? Not that I need to But now, go. Davis, it's time for us Wait, to move on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> really? I'm trying to segue into what everybody's here for. Hey, everybody. Now we're going to go on to the Suicide Squads. I know that's what you all tuned in for here. I know you're tired of the news already, so let's get right into it, Alex. Did you really? What, do what? I just I said I segued your I segued your segue. You my segue. That's not allowed. That's illegal. Well, I just did it. Um, but yes, we will be talking about the Suicide Squads, plural, because there is one titled simply Suicide Squad, and there is another titled <laughs> the better one, The Suicide Squad. You mean you mean the one with the the is the better one? Yeah. You did you? But you coughed after the the original. Cut that out. Cut. No, Don't cut it out. Too bad, as you're staying in there. No! Let the record show Davis thinks the awful one directed by David Ayer is the the uh, best one. Now, first, I want to talk a bit about the hype that was surrounding this movie at the time. This was at the peak of the DC marketing machine, where Batman vs Superman trailers were everywhere. You couldn't escape without seeing Wonder Woman. They even went back in time and put one in I Am Legend. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop How'd it. How'd they do that? That's that's terrible. They that's must have terrible. been playing that for a long time. Uh-huh, clearly, clearly. Um, but this you know was, that was good. Th- like, this was the was peak of DC basically having everybody in the palm of their hand. Paying a million dollars for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to talk about. The trailer for this released during the summer, the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, was amazing. It was mm-hmm. so good. And they had another one where uh, the song was I Started a Joke. That trailer as well was a lot more dramatic and serious. And... The movie was very hyped up. You're seeing Will Smith as Deadshot, the Joker, in a new rendition. First time since Heath Ledger in 2008. Harley Quinn finally makes her big screen appearance. Amanda Waller makes her big screen appearance. Batman is in the trailer. Why they put him in the trailer, I'll never understand. One thing they didn't really make clear in the trailer was who the villains were. Now we know why, but we'll get to that in a moment. But again, this is about the squad. You've got... You've got 
Will Smith saying, what are we, some kind of suicide squad? Every five seconds in the trailers. Anyway, I think the hype was great. I think Leto was red hot coming in this movie. People like to do revisionist history on Jared Leto saying, wow, what a bad casting. Yeah, he was probably one of the best performances of the last 10 years in Dallas Buyers Club, and people just like to pretend that that didn't happen and say they made a mistake. He was the choice. They forgot about him because he went on his little ranch and did his music while working with this cult. Everybody forgot about him for a while. I, I didn't know that he did that, but... Um, yeah, he and, does. And he also has five seconds to Mars, three seconds to Mars. I, I, I did That's not, his band. I did not know that any of that occurred, but again, people were like, oh, this is bad casting. No, Jared Leto is probably one of the better actors in the last He didn't know about COVID, bro. He was on his ranch for so long. He came oh, that's back. right. Like, I heard about that. What's happening? I heard about that. He was but like, yeah. Paul Rudd in Endgame. What happened oh here? Oh my gosh. Um, I did hear about that, but yeah, so I think, he, I was excited to see his performance, really, because- I wasn't really excited for the movie- I'm gonna be honest. I was I, I buy into the DC hype, especially but like, that time. I thought it was gonna be an interesting rendition of the Joker, but then they just completely cut him out of the movie. Yeah, I was about to say. So where did the movie go wrong, Davis? Because this movie is the worst in terms of critical acclaim movie of the DC era so far. It made very little money. It was a complete failure in a lot of ways. Where did the movie go wrong? Because I have a couple points. But where do you think? It I'd went say wrong? studio meddling. Studio meddling. I think David Ayer may have, maybe didn't have the best idea. It's obviously not all on him. I'm not gonna blame it all on him. Maybe he didn't have the best vision for it. He obviously had one that he wanted to go for, but like the studio really kind of threw a wrench yeah. in it all and made him go for the more action-packed, goofy. Uh, and then because they did that, they just completely threw it off the rails. They had to completely rewrite the plot from what I understand. Yeah, so uh, Ayer has released some of his scripts somehow, like through other things they've been released, and they're not actually as good as people. Like People are like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Now, I don't think if they let him do it, his way would not be near as good as the Suicide Squad. I will say, I I almost have to look at this outside of the studio meddling simply because this is not like the Snyder Cut where we know what happened. You know, we don't know what really took place. Ayer has claimed one thing. Warner Brothers has claimed another and there's not been nearly as many supporters you know when Snyder was like this is bad Jason Moe and Ray Fisher walked around wearing t-shirts with his name on it for months Will Smith hasn't done that Margot Robbie has moved on and made Harley Quinn an enterprise at this point like I don't think it's so much that case and she breaks up a marriage and then she, she oh my up. gosh stop it no we, we'll go now we think, talk about that think movie her and Idris Elba <laughs> No, no, stop it, stop it. Anyway, but I, some of the things where I think this movie just went wrong is it's not exciting. It's not fun. It's just very dull. Yeah, there's really no... It's very boring. Like, even... So, BVS, this is my uh, example when I was thinking about this. BVS is one of the darkest movies, uh, darkest comic movies recently, in recent years. But even then, there's moments where, you know, Alfred is making jokes with Bruce about how he needs to pursue Wonder Woman. And, like, their whole exchange between the two of them, Wonder Woman and Bruce Wayne at the gala, like, before and uh, Lex, gala. is great. You call it both ways, I think. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both you ways. You need that. We need that clip. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. We'll get that clip. We'll get that clip. Um, But, like, even that is kind of funny, kind of lighthearted. And then, you know, when Bruce and uh, Bruce and Clark just, like, you know, shoot back and forth, you know, the fact that they both know something is up. And, like, that's great. And it's kind of enjoyable. And when she shoots up at the battlefield and they just do that one thing where... Uh, they both assume Wonder Woman is with either Superman yeah, yeah. or Batman. That's funny. And it's a nice little moment, but like this movie just doesn't have that. It doesn't feel as enjoyable. It doesn't feel as exciting as it should with that cast of characters and that cast as in the people playing them. The only really standout is Captain Boomerang. I liked him. He was great. He was funny. But everything else is just... It just I think Harley very, was okay in it. Yeah, Har but it just feels very dull. And secondly to that point, um, despite the wide cast, it's just it's just gray. It's not very bright. It's not very vibrant. It, it feels very much like some of the Russo movies that were a lot darker and colorless than they should, especially with these characters and their costumes. One of the best things about the new one it pops even even a great thing about um the snyder cut even though it is that duller color uh scheme that he uses you've still got moments where it's very much a vibrant film and this i just didn't feel that and if i may keep going unless you've got um some stuff go okay keep going. couple things just here one the villain was awful enchantress and her like brother who were just gray and bland and had the ooh maskless uh henchmen to do our bidding and everything it was just so basic and additionally that was in the height of the dc gray villain i guess that marvel was doing that too but like big gray villain they yeah. had steppenwolf Enchantress and her big brother. Exactly. And and Steppenwolf is fine if a uh, great villain is fine, but if you do it like they did it in the Snyder Cut versus how they did it in the original Justice. I was referring right? to the original Justice. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Sense. Um 
And I, I just, I'm going to bring up a point here, but one of the best things about the Suicide Squad comics and the stories is that the villain is not who they go to kill. The villain is always Amanda Waller. And that's what's great. People hate her more than they hate most villains. I think they, I'll, I'll wait for the next, for the. And, and she's annoying, but she's not the main, they try and make Enchantress sort of, and it's just like, they don't know which to decide is Amanda, but the best thing is to decide your villain and stick to it. And Amanda Waller is a great character to be a villain because she's awful. She's so terrible. And this movie, the the original Suicide Squad, doesn't do that. You don't know who the villain is at the time. And one thing, additionally, it's a disjointed mess in terms of tone. Sometimes it's funny. Other times it's really dark. Sometimes it's trying to make a point. The Joker randomly appears and disappears, you know. That part where she and Harley can't jump out of the plane because she falls first. Why did he just jump after her? Because he's crazy. I, that's the only reason you can so give. That's, if that's the only reason you can give... It's a bad reason. Yeah, I agree. Same and, thing. Um, I'm not gonna say that. And they don't. The movie doesn't live up to the name. We lose like two people. One of them is Slipknot. Nope. Nope. We lose nobody. Deadshot survives. Harley survives. The Enchantress even survives. Well, the lady who the Enchantress like inhabited or whatever. Like the one Scott that was e- in love with Scott Eastwood flag. dies, but nobody knows Scott Eastwood is there until he dies. He's, he's, he's the military guy that blows the bomb underneath the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God. Like, they put Scott Eastwood's name on, like, the main, like, title of people. I'm like, why? Why? Anyway. It's the same reason they showed Batman in the trailer. Oh, um, yeah. And Batman's in the movie for, like, five seconds, which is a cool five a cool seconds. Part, yeah. yeah. But, like, don't advertise it. Make it a surprise. No need to advertise it. Movies Unless, have lost all their subtlety nowadays. I agree. Movies. I agree. And additionally, and these are the last two points I'll say, and then we'll, and then we can just have a more open discussion before. Um, bonding doesn't feel real at all. I don't buy into this group bonding together of that one scene in the bar. No. I believe uh, Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Yeah, that exactly. But. <laughs> I, what are you laughing at, you're, Alex? You're laughing because because you're thinking about Margaret Robbie and Will Smith. I never the said that. I uh-huh. never said that. Uh huh. What do they do behind the scenes? I don't know. Alex? Maybe Will Smith got a little bit of an entanglement. Who knows? Oh, oh. That's if you hadn't heard. That's the rumor. That's what. Now that's what Jada Pinkett Smith said when she like. I know. I'm talking Will about Margaret. I know that Margaret yeah. Robbie and Will Cause Smith. The maybe because the movie they did called Focus actually is the movie they did together oh. actually on the same time. That's the movie that kind of is the center of it. Not so much this one. Um, but the bonding doesn't feel real. And additionally, Davis, what do you think of Leto's Joker? Look, I don't think he was that good. The Joker I, is no Heath Ledger, obviously. Nobody's going to be another Heath Ledger. No Joaquin Phoenix either. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, it got too much hate. I mean, it was obviously going for a different style of Joker. There's been that style of Joker in the cartoons, comics as exactly. well. Exactly. I thought people overreacted. Yeah, they kind of did him dirty, cutting out some yeah, of his scenes. Yeah, I think a lot of his scenes were cut out. A lot of his dialogue was just disjointed and written poorly. And, were, and I saw somebody who's like, just because that movie, Jared Leto is a bad actor. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's probably one of the best actors of the last 20 years, at least. And I really think he just gets a bad rap for a movie that is horribly edited, horribly put together, and horribly written. Like... I don't think he's that bad. Now, he did a lot of weird stuff on set. You know, he sent dead rats to people and all this nonsense. That was ridiculous, but... That's not an indictment on his actual performance. That You can say Leto the person is weird for that, but Leto the actor, different story, and Leto the performance, different. I really think, give him a full movie, we'd see a lot better. And I think, again, it was written, like, I don't think Leto's like, I want to be exactly this Joker. I think it was written this way, I would say. And I just don't think um, he's necessarily completely to blame for it. Some of it's a little weird. Some people, like, criticize his laugh. I thought his laugh was unique and different. Like, there was, like, the slow cackle. Like, I, people were, like, I think stupid. If, and I was, like, guys, the problem is people were not open to ideas when he, after Heath Ledger. They are like, it has to be this. It has to be, you know, it can't be different. And once it was, they're, like, all right, you didn't give me... Because Heath Ledger's Joker is nothing like the one in the comics at all. Like, he, like it's very anti the comics because that's Nolan. But people didn't freak out then because it was great. But now they're, like, you, you're not like comic Joker. I think if he hadn't followed Heath Ledger... People would have liked it more. Exactly, and I think the movie was better. That's the problem. Is this movie is terrible. It's not like Heath Ledger's the one shining star in an awful Dark Knight. That movie's probably the best comic, comic book movie in history. This movie is terrible. It's difficult to recognize a good actor in a bad movie. I'd say. Um, but yeah, I just any final thoughts, Davis? Because I just 
It's not a good movie. It's just There's bad. A, like, maybe you can get enjoyment out of it. I didn't. The the few scenes of enjoyment, I would say, is the, um, I like the flashbacks when each one gets captured. That was cool. When you have, like, the flash cap- capture Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, Face Batman, Alley. I can, like, alley. barely remember it. I like, I like those parts. I like all the shoot-up, but once they go into the city, it's just... Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn... And kind of dead shot are the only parts of the movie I like. Captain Boomerang is probably my favorite part. Captain Boomerang, I, I, I like the uh, the the Diablo. I liked him. Yeah, he was okay. I, it was a bit over over dramatized, and it was clear he was gonna be the one to like yeah. sacrifice himself way too early. It was way too telegraphed. Um, but like I I liked him in, in certain parts. But one problem is it just it just felt so you didn't know what was happening half the time. Like who is the villain? But they were like, see, you're not supposed to know like the Suicide Squad. No, we did, we just didn't know. But yeah, this movie. It's very, very bad, and I wish it was better, and I wish we, we, we could have kept Deadshot. I thought he was great, I, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, Davis, on to the sequel, reboot, remake, redone, unrelated, related, connect. Uh, moving on to The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's redone, remade, rebooted, sequel, unrelated, Connected. I th- new universe. I think you could say realistically it is a sequel. Because Harley. And Amanda on, Waller. Oh, sorry. Based on the chemistry between Boomerang, Harley, and Flag, I think you could really say maybe it's a sequel after, like, the success of Suicide Squad. Not the movie. Like, the plan they did in Suicide Squad. Maybe they beefed up the yeah. project at... Or, Project Task, S, Force, Task X. Force X, yes. whatever the heck it's called. I would agree with that. And we're on to the sequel. And I'm going to be honest, Davis, I wasn't very excited for this movie. The trailers did not. I remember seeing the trailer and seeing King Shark. I guess I don't know if the CGI wasn't done then because it, it was, looked terrible. It was so much worse. It looked yes. it looked like, I mean, you could still tell the CGI, but like it looked good. It was Sylvester Stallone voice in it. Him, but, it, but in the trailer, it. it was awful. You're right. Yeah. I was like, and, this is going to be terrible. And he just, it seemed like it was trying too hard to be funny. Like they kept running the bit of Harley doing the, if you have license plates, you die or whatever. It's like, in the, oh, I can go back in the, in the uh, room and uh, be saved or whatever. That was actually a good joke in the movie. I didn't exactly. mind that one. It there was a, few, a lot better. I'm just going to come out, out front with it. There was a few jokes in the movie. I felt like they were trying. I was like, okay, that's the that's James Gunn too formula. much. I, I would say when like so. when Tr- when Harley it was a Har- I mean, it was a Harley joke and she did something it was near the end when they were about to fight Starro spoiler alert villain Starro and Which Amanda was great actually I thought and like she said something she says something like so goofy quirky I was like come on that yeah that doesn't even be yeah. in there um, so maybe but, something inappropriate I would, yeah I don't know I, I mean like know. I don't really care if it's inappropriate but like yeah. that's the type of joke it was yeah. I can't remember what it was I I was not hyped the trailers did not look very good the uh, I thought King Shark looked awful. Not to mention, if you would please Google the King Shark from the Flash TV show, Davis, because I know what he I've looks s- like. I've seen that. He's like roided out of his mind, and he's like 11 feet tall. He's awesome. And then this was like dad bod King Shark. Remember, was like, why? But they explain it later when you watch the movie. So, Davis, let's get into the movie. Where does this movie go right for you? I think the fact that they leaned more on the humorous side... And that they, James Gunn did not care if people died. I guess he did care. He just, it's called the Suicide Squad, and a ton of people died. Exactly. I'm say one who of my yet. favorite parts. The, well, the, fir- the, fir- the opening scene, it shows like one squad, and they all die. Except, 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 except Harley, Harley and, and uh, Rick Flag. Flag. But he's right. It's the detachable kid. Pete Davidson's like black. Nathan Fillion's the detachable Nathan kid. Phil- I didn't great. realize that until I did, the end. I did. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's him. Um, and you've got Michael Rooker playing somebody else. You've got Javelin. Yeah, he's playing you've Savant. Mongal. You've the got the German guy. That German comedian was playing Javelin. Yeah, Javelin. Um, Captain Boomerang was there. Exactly. And he was the one I really was hoping. With, but I it, wanted him to be there the whole yeah. movie. But I kind of get why they did it. Yeah. Within about within about like. 15 minutes, everybody's dead all and of a sudden. It's Weasel. a whole trap. Oh, Weasel was dead. Yeah. Oh, my. Weasel was the worst. But I love that because I'm like, this is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a suicide mission, not a, we're some kind of suicide squad that's going to survive the whole time except for one of our members and another gets his head blown off the suicide squad. No, it's, it's. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. And you actually get to see Amanda Waller blow someone's head up. Exactly. That's, that's Michael Rooker's character. Exactly. And she does it again. And I love how she's got a crew of people that are like this is a bad idea and like they're like silently judging her for it and that was great and again that's one of my favorite things she's the villain she was ruthless Starro is not the villain um the thinker is not the villain the country Corto Maltese which is a classic we need to go into an island in the DC universe yo y'all ever heard of Corto Maltese and they just go there all it, it's that and um like like uh 
Oh my gosh, there's- Oh, Relasia. There, cause Relasia is like North Korea and South Korea in the DC lore, and Quarter Maltese is like Cuba. Quarter Maltese- Yeah, DC just likes to go to nondescript yeah, Latin American which, islands. Uh, which is so hilarious, and it's a classic that I'm glad they brought that back. That was like kind of a comic book thing, is like, you know, like, I liked that, cause it, it's very- it felt like- com it felt like a comic book movie. Which is another unique thing about this movie. Um, I would say it felt like a comic book movie compared to other movies in the past. And yeah, I liked Waller as the villain. The cast was superb, top to bottom. Um, but just what are some of your favorite things about this movie? I think that the fact that the studio really let James Gunn go crazy with it, do what he wanted. I think James Gunn overall is a pretty good. I'm not gonna say like he's not. A, I mean, I'd say he's a great director for. Like humorous These comic movies. book action yeah. type movies. Yep, like I'm agree. not gonna if he makes like a really serious movie or if he tries to make a David Fincher movie, I'm gonna be a little more skeptical. Yeah, yeah. I would like say he can make the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this he made both Guardians of the Galaxy. This what else he made besides Scooby Doo Two, which I think is also very good. Yeah, <laughs> I think I genuinely think that is a good. Hey, movie. you can listen to our Scooby Doo episode on um the uh, on our Spotify Apple podcast. He made Brightburn, which that movie was seen. I haven't seen, but it's kind of crazy so far. I've heard. I guess that one's kind of serious. Or he didn't direct it. I think he he produced it, so that doesn't count. That doesn't That's count true. in my yeah, mind. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just I just thought the cast was great. I really did. Oh, the music was ex was fun and. It was, it was also a lot of sort of lesser-known music, and I thought, again, starting the movie was saying, hey, we're going to live up to the name, brilliant tactic. Really excellent. I'm sad that Captain Boomerang, Cap, excuse me, Captain Boomerang died, sorry. Um, I liked him. I thought he was the one that, like, I understand Harley is a clear hangover from, and from the previous movie, or holdover, sorry, holdover, and Flag makes sense, but Boomerang was excellent. I really liked him, and I thought... You know, I, then again, I guess it is kind of a stupid power. Let me just throw a boomerang, but that's kind of part of it. That's part of what makes comic books so great is because it can be anything. And like the polka dot man, which I'll get into him in a second because oh my gosh, I, awesome! Did you also see Calendar Man was in it? Sean Gunn, remember when Sean Gunn was in it? Yes, he was yes. Calendar Man. That's right, that's right. Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, who does a lot of the motion capture. He did Weasel motion yeah. capture in this one. He's basically the most. He's 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 the Andy Serkis of the MCU, legitimately. He does most all the motion capture. Um, because like what there's that hilarious photo of um him as Rocket and Chris Pratt petting his head, and it's just ridiculous. But um, that was cool in as well. Um, I just, I just can't. There's not really many negatives I had for this movie. I thought it was great. I thought it... Oh, I, I liked the jumping back and forth. I liked the introduce the first squad, they die, then go back to introducing Idris Elba. Also, what do we think of John Cena? I like John Cena. They are giving him a TV show. That's true, because you, did you stay after the credits? Yes. Yes, because spoiler alert, of course, everything's spoiler alert. Um, John Cena's character, the Peacemaker, is shot by Bloodsport. Who in the is neck. Awesome, in the neck, and then he's actually alive at the post-credits. He's getting his own TV show. I thought he was really good for a guy who's in like his fourth movie ever and his second serious movie. He's good, because all he's done is the Fred movie. He was good in that. Trainwreck. I didn't see that one. Um... Fast 9, which I heard he was not so good, they they gave him... Don't worry, though, guys. I know you're what you're thinking. They gave him a tan so he and Vin Diesel have a similar complexion in this movie, so their being brothers makes sense. Apparently, he has, like, a really intense spray tan to look a lot significantly darker in the movie. So I've heard from a podcast I listened to. I don't know if that's valid, but he is from Boston, Massachusetts. So... Ooh, that, that certainly it, is a tan. That's a tan, yeah, all right. That, yeah, because you've seen Peacemaker is not very tan. Which, by the way... His arms look so weird in this photo. Really? Let me see. Let look me see. at them. They look like... Too big. They look like Popeye arms. I mean, arms. Did, you, did you see him when they when they woke up uh, to try and get King Shark and he was just wearing nothing but his yeah, underwear? Yeah, John Cena is jacked. Yeah, he's a wrestler. It's insane. You, uh, yes, yeah, I you haven't heard? Um, yes, I do. Of course. Um, but I thought he was great. Oh, my... Nope, the tan is terrible. That oh looks my like gosh. a former politician I know. <laughs> Stop it. I guess not former. I must say, still trying to currently be. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's terrible. That's awful. Wow. Because I, I didn't see it, actually. I heard it from the podcast. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the movie. It's, it's actually going to be on the green space tomorrow. I'm going to watch it just so I can say I've seen it because I don't want to pay for it. Um, but... Yeah, he was great. Also, Idris Elba, they kind of were like, hey, we need a new Deadshot. Pick Idris Elba. He's great. He I really think he was, was better than Will Smith. Honestly, personally. yeah. And there was he a was couple. He was funnier. Of, yeah. Better leader. 
uh, a better character arc. Will Smith didn't even have a character arc, did he? That's not he really. Saved no. his, he saved yeah, his daughter. He, or something? So yeah, he but like he like he sort of like he's like we're a family. I'm like no, no, please stop. Idris oh. was cooler anyway. One, one of the things I really liked is how everything was set up. It wasn't random meeting in a bar. Means this is like like do you remember? Um, this is my favorite part of the movie. Actually, my favorite part of the whole movie, even though it's such a small part. There's so many great parts in it. Idris Elba's telling the story in the bus when they're going to the bar to get the thinker. He's telling the story of his dad mm-hmm. and his dad's abuse because he's talking to Ratcatcher, who, by the way... Ratcatcher 2. Yes, Ratcatcher 2. Awesome. So incredible. Really one of... I mean, that was, that was you know, what they tried to make Diablo be as the young character that's clearly going to be the future. What? Oh, my bad. Um... Sorry if I was being a little quiet there, um, but that was she was awesome. But he's telling the story to uh, rat to Ratcatcher, and um, he's telling the story about the abuse. And then you go to John Cena, and Peacemaker just nods in agreement at the horrible things that his dad did to him to clearly show how these guys are foils to each other because they establish it in the jump. They're like, we have the same powers, but I have smaller bullets. Ha ha. But then this clearly establishes why they're so different and why one of them goes one way and one of them goes the other. And I love that because they didn't need to be there. You know, the focus is on Idris Elba doing amazing as he is because he's one of the best actors we've got right now. Right. And, you know, the actors. He's great in Beast of No Nation. I've not seen, but I want to. I've seen um, most I think it's on it. Hulu, actually. Um, I think it's on Netflix, actually. Really? I, don't know. I saw it on Netflix. I don't know. But, um,. That scene wasn't needed. You know, you didn't need to go to John Cena there. You didn't need to go to the Peacemaker. You didn't need to do anything. You know, Peacemaker and, and uh, Bloodsport's rivalry was already set up. We didn't need anything else. We didn't need any added thing there. And they do that, and I'm like, that's great. That's just something that, you know, we didn't see that kind of, you know, subtly in the first one that we're seeing it now, which is not James Gunn's strong suit. And he did it anyway, and I loved it. I really thought that was one of my favorite moments because, again, in a movie like this, you didn't need to. You're not trying to win an Oscar, but you've got a great scene like that to set up these characters further and to set up Peacemaker. That, he, because he's making the Peacemaker TV show for one reason. One, I think he thinks they've already finished shooting. And two, I think John Cena has the potential to be, I mean, I think he could be a mega rock. Now, I don't know about that. Honestly, former wrestler, that honestly, a movie I, be- star? I believed John Cena's serious moments more than most of the Rocks movies. Hey, the, Ro- the Rocks feel like he plays the same guy. John Cena, when like when he said "I'm thorough" when he was about to shoot Ratcatcher two, I was like, "That's that's good." Simple. Spoiler, by the way. Okay, the whole thing's a spoiler. <laughs> okay, um, look, another thing I liked was the character choice by James Gunn and the writers. You mean who who they dis- yeah, 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 like, the squad with and the casting, of course. But like who, yeah, like the characters that they chose, Polka Dot Man. Uh, I like most people say not very well known, but like if you know comics, like you don't even have to read comics with him. And if you like know comics, you've watched a video or two, like wackiest villains. He's he's always number one. I never really actually knew his backstory, but always I had known about Polka Dot Man. Also, Peacemaker, which I just learned like yesterday, DC bought him in like the eighties and never used him. Like rarely. Great. I think he's. I think he's. I think the whole well, like his original character was just like. A guy that loved peace, or like a guy, a really patriotic guy, and he had his beacon of beacon of freedom or whatever was his helmet, and they like bought him in the eighties. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research while we talk. Yeah, and I mean I think that's a goldmine of a character. The idea that he's doing it for a just cause, but he just doesn't understand the cause. I think that's one of the best villains you can do. You know, that that takes the conflicted I lost my loved one villain and you know amplifies it. With a like people like people point out to the line the joke you know I don't care what I have to I, I I'll do anything to secure peace I don't care how many men women and children I have to kill to get it and everyone's like haha that's very funny but that's a good indication of his psyche and how the character is set up and that's very interesting the way that that works and people don't think about that you know Joker wants chaos right Harley's just having fun but what is Peacemaker's motivation a unique motivation not to save a loved one not to get revenge. Because genuinely they believe they're, what they're doing is right. It's fascinating. Not to mention, my second favorite part of the movie is when they were doing the fight between Flag and Peacemaker and they did it through his helmet. Remember when they went on the camera yeah. on Peacemaker's helmet? That was CGI, but it still looked really that good. That was so it cool. Really cool. That was so cool. Not to mention the foreshadowing of... Um, oh, no, no, I thought, oh, no, no. I thought there'd be foreshadowing. That's my mistake. Never mind. Um, but go, go. You, you researched. Go okay, ahead. so Peacemaker was first published in the Fighting Five, which was like an espionage team from Charlton Comics, 
which is the first time I've ever heard of Charlton Comics. Same that was 1966. And then he was kind of in the Fighting Five. He had some stuff. And then in the mid-1980s, after Charlton Comics kind of died, the comic, the publisher, DC Comics bought him the Peacemaker, the rights to Peacemaker. And they had a four-issue miniseries. And then after that, he really did. they really rarely used him. He was in uh, the Blue Beetle a little bit, it looks like. But yeah, they didn't like. He's a rarely used character. He was in a 2006 Blue Beetle comic. Is really the only other thing I see, and a few things in the 90s. But like, not used often. I think James Gunn really chose a pretty lesser known character to have yeah, here. I think I think the suicide the Suicide Squad vehicle, and what I mean by that is the style of movie of what it is. It is an opportunity to showcase villains and showcase characters that are lesser known. You know, one of the problems I think with um, the previous Suicide Squad is, you know, we know Harley, we know Deadshot, we know the Joker, but this movie gives you characters that you may never have heard of or heard of briefly. You know, outside of Harley, I didn't know who Bloodsport was. You know, I didn't know Rat, I didn't know about Ratcatcher. I didn't know about Pokemon Man very well. I didn't know about. I didn't know much about Starro even, but that's for the villain. I didn't know a lot about King Shark except in The Flash, really. But King Shark is one of those characters that he's kind of a rising star among DC. He was featured heavily in um, in The Flash. And then recently, DC sort of culminated one of its animated universes with DC or Just League Apocalypse War, of which King Shark was one of the last surviving people to fight off in Apocalypse with kryptonite laced teeth, actually, which was really cool. And he was one of the fam- one of the very famous people from that uh, characters in that movie because he didn't speak the whole time. And then right when he's about to die, he said a whole sentence about how his uh, he basically formed a Suicide Squad and they were brothers and everything. And it was like a whole funny. But he's a rising star in that. And that character again used here in a different way, but in a very sentimental also way. Also in the Harley Quinn cartoon series. Yeah, exactly. It's actually supposed to be pretty good. He's he's very much become one of the bigger characters among DC, and I think it's for good reason because there can be some depth there. You know, the King and, Shark's and not, better than uh, Killer Croc. Not to not to mention the fact that he's one of the most powerful characters in DC because he is technically like they say we think he's the descent of a sea god. He basically kind of is sort of um, like, and that that's just great. And this had layers. And Sylvester Stallone actually really good. I didn't think I didn't think that'd be a thing that he was good at voice acting as Shark. I wonder but, has he ever done voice acting before? Um, yes, he voice acted an ant in the movie Ants. Really? Google it. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Anyway. Yeah, he was he was the huge one. Wait, no, Bugs Life or no, the Ants one? Ants. The, the one where the kid gets really small, or the other different? No, no, no. The one Ants where they fight like the termites, but it's like World War Two and everything. It's crazy. I don't think I've seen that one in a long. Google it. Time. Google it. Sylvester. Do you remember the ants. one where the kid becomes really small? Yes, Ant was- Bully. Terrible. <laughs> Worst movie ever. Google special loan in ants. Google I'm it. working on seeing his voiceover work. But Google, man, I don't, I'll look at that. No, because you're going to because it looks like him. That's why you want to Google it. There, he was ants. He was Weaver and ants. Yes, Google it. He was in Ratchet and Clank. Really? In the 2016 game, it looks like Animal Crackers. 2017 is Bullet Man and Animal. Crackers. Oh, he's in Liberty Kids. I don't know what that was. What's Liberty Kids? The, the the like the cartoon where they were like went back in time to revolutionary times. You never saw that? No. He was Paul Revere in that. I've never seen that. That was actually a pretty good show. I've never seen like, that. Like realistically, it was actually a really good show. Huh. I've never seen that myself. Um. What? 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 Liam Neeson was in it. Dustin Hoffman, Billy Crystal, Ben Stiller, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Walter Cronkite, Warren Buffett, Whoopi Goldberg, Yolanda King, Michael York, Michael Douglas. What? I haven't seen that show in forever. You'd really like it, Alex. I may have to give it a shot. It's a kids show, but it was actually really good. I like kids shows. I like, like you know, like Young Justice, good cartoon on HBO Max. It's supposed to be marketed towards, you know, a younger audience, but it's great. Is that supposed to be like the teen size? Because Nightwing's in that, right? Yes, it's excellent. I really would recommend if you like if you like DC content, you like and you like the sort of learning about characters that you didn't know about as much. Blue Beetle is a huge character in that. So is um, Miss Martian, actually. I not know, the granddaughter of uh, Martian, Man- no niece of Martian Manhunter. Um, but yeah, I just it's great. I really liked how the stat. The, one, okay, one of the things I really liked about this movie, Davis, was how. There was also a plot going on with Amanda Waller and her staff and like them trying to revolt against her progressively. It wasn't just, you know, Amanda Waller is disembodied voice from, you know, 
the distance and then like in the original she just shoots all the staff but you don't even know who they are and this one there's a whole thing between them and you know and she gets knocked out and I was worried they had killed her actually I was like please don't kill her yet which seems odd because she's the villain but she's such a great villain and Viola Davis is awesome I know I think she's underrated I feel like she's kind of she's just great yeah in remember everything. last time we talked about I was like Nobody knows about Viola Davis. I, I didn't say that, but like she's so underrated. But like I think she's pretty. She, people know about her because she's great in everything she's been in. There's not been a bad performance yet, and I don't think there will be. Um, another thing I really liked was, oh my gosh, the the flashback backstory for Ratcatcher Two with um uh Taika Waititi Taika Waititi as her dad. That was great, and um that was just really really cool and. I think I think that character needs a movie. I think that actress. I can you Google who played her for a second? I I can I could not I did not recognize her. I felt like it was a new. Um, it was Daniela Melchior. Melchior. She's really not anything big. Hmm. Well, she was great in this, and I think she deserves a movie of her own. Honestly, I know you know. There's the whole who do you have Ratcatcher? What do you have Ratcatcher do? She's right? 24 and Portuguese. She, I mean, she was or excellent. She's from Portugal. Her character was the most interesting. Her performance was arguably the best. Um, I thought she was great. Also, I really liked how the Thinker was featured in this movie. I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed that the Thinker died so early. He's a really cool type of character, but I like how. They sort of said, we'll give the thinker his whole, basically, backstory of being there for 30 years and whatnot. And Starro was awesome. You know, that was one of those characters where in the comics, I'm thinking, this character looks so stupid. Because no disrespect to Starro, but the character looks stupid. And in this, terrifying. Like, really? Ugh. I mean, I just... It's just, it really was such an enjoyable movie. And it wasn't, you know, like a movie where it has good and it has bad. This movie just... It felt fun what a comic book movie should be you know i liked all the title lines you know what i'm talking about where it was like new plan or yeah. 20 minutes ago or whatever something like that was really cool comic book it felt like it it felt like some of it was ripped from the page i liked how they made polka dot man's powers really really cool you know he shoots polka dots that are a rare disease that like as in rare as in he's the only one has it that disintegrates things that's really awesome extra or interdimensional interdimensional that's what he said yes that's right interdimensional disease i couldn't find the word i thought his backstory was excellent i thought the whole thing with his mother was hilarious especially when he visualized them he said they all look like you all look like my mother and then they all were that was really funny i wonder who that lady was oh look i I didn't say you had to. That's kind of a thing where we can just, you know, look later. Um, but I just think, you know, I just thought it was great. I really did. I I really think this was a step in the right direction for DC and for the Suicide Squad brand. I think if you can keep pulling it, I think, I think that's what the Suicide Squad is. Because the beauty of comic books is they've been going on for like a hundred years. And you have such a great volume of characters, such a great group. But there's so many, how do you get to them all? The Suicide Squad is the perfect vehicle for a universe like that. You introduce 20 villains. You kill off 16 of them to live up to the Suicide Squad name. But then you have four that you can move forward with. We now have Bloodsport and Ratcatcher who were awesome. I'd see them in another movie. You know, that was... And I think that's the opportunity that this... And King Shark, of course. That's the opportunity this type of series presents. Introduce 20 villains. Make a lot of them lower tier the detachable kid that you know you're never going to see face Batman because you're not, right? And they're good. It's a good to get a few Easter eggs in there. Exactly. When exactly. You, you saw the detachable kid, which not many people know about. Exactly. Like crazy character. Yeah, exactly. When Hilarious. are they going to get the guy that can eat stuff? Remember him? No. Whoa! Let me find that one. No, I do not. Um, But... I just think that's what this this brand represents for the DC universe. It's a great opportunity, you know, because <laughs> it's a great way to introduce people to not because some people don't deserve a solo movie and some people do not deserve to face to face Batman in a movie. You know, they deserve to be part of you know a rogues gallery, which is what a lot. This is a great way to introduce a lot of the Flash villains because I don't think anybody in the Flash except for. Um, Except where Reverse Flash is probably worthy. I would say, you know, like... Matter Eater Lad. I love it. He'll be in the next one, I guarantee it. But, like, I feel like that's a great... Like, Captain Cold is not a guy that should be in his own movie. And he's also not a guy that should face off against the Flash for a whole movie. Like, other than Reverse Flash, all those guys can go there. You know, I just think it's a great way to introduce these characters... 
and let audiences know who they are so you can use them later. Like, what if King Shark shows up in the next Flash movie or whatever his, his main guy is? I don't know who King Shark works for cause, or, like, who his main villain is. Or, no, his main hero, excuse me, because he was in um, The Flash. But what are you looking at, Davis? I was looking at a comic, a comic, like, uh, panel from Matter Eater Lad. He says, yum, yum, this old ray gun sure tastes good. Yes, sorry. And he's eating a ray gun. Okay, yeah, I need him in the next movie. Give him... All the screen time in the next Suicide Squad. His real name is Tenzel Kim, and he has been, I think that's maybe New 52. Yeah, he's been in stuff. That's got to be New 52. They probably made him cooler. I know they used to get like the, they've done it before. They get like the lame superheroes and they make their powers cooler. Google Google old Blue Beetle versus new Blue Beetle. That's that's a very good example of that. I would love to see Blue Beetle somehow appear in, oh, they're actually giving him a TV show, I think. Yeah. That, I'm excited for Blue Beetle because New Blue Beetle is amazing and has a lot of great, um, there's a lot of uh, mystery that comes with his powers. And a lot, you see it now, though? Old yeah. Blue, and the old one looks ridiculous, doesn't he? Not really. No, but look at New Blue Beetle. Yeah, I see New Blue Beetle. I see it. The old one's like, oh, I have this small little gun and the New Blue Beetle's like, I have this whole exoskeleton. It's great. One, I mean, it's just, I just, I think this is a very positive step for DC. I think just as this is very pivotal for the MCU, t- this time is for the MCU, I think this time is very pivotal for DC because, you know, you have the future of the Suicide Squad. Is James Gunn going to come back and continue to direct those movies? He says he wants to. You've got Peacemaker. You've got The Flash. Where is that going to go? You've got Robert Pattinson's Batman, which I think is a movie that people forgot about because of, you know, quarantine and, and coronavirus that we didn't see that first trailer for batman was unbelievably good paul dano is the riddler is going to be one of the best villains we've seen in comic books all we've right got, calm down calm down no paul dano is great i know but you can't say that and then it ends up being bad you're gonna look stupid hey, hey I, i've looked stupid before i'll accept it okay. i'll accept it okay um but i just think that this movie really was a positive step I think it didn't feel like it was imitating the MCU like Justice League. You know, there wasn't a lot of something's definitely bleeding. You know, like, like, oh, haha, Batman funny. No, this was, this felt more natural for one thing. So it didn't feel like imitation. Two, it was believable within the characters. Also, I gotta say, gotta give props. The action in this movie and the gra- the gore was insane. Oh, the shot where King Shark ripped the dude in half and the lightning bolt. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was so cool. Um... I really... What was your favorite parts of this movie? Like, your favorite moments? Not like, you know, they did this right or that. Favorite moments where you're like, yes, this is great. I'd say when they broke into the rebel camp... That was cool. I, I, I kind of guessed the payoff pretty early on in it. But it I was not cool, what was going on, but yeah. It was a cool scene, a really cool fight scene, some good banter between them. You got to see their powers for the first time really well. Uh, I'd say the peacemake, Peacemaker kind of going bad, that whole thing where he kills... Rick Flag. I did not expect that. I, I didn't either. And that was a cool shot, stabbing him in the heart. I didn't expect. I didn't expect that shot. Yeah, that it was, was like. That, it was like uh, Sniper Elite. You remember that game? Yes, exactly. It's also like something you would see in a comic book. Again, yeah. I Excellent. think that whole sequence. Also, the sequence when you remember the plant. Uh, these are all kind of in the same area. Or when they go to the bar, was kind of fun. Kind of some good banter there. And then when they're escaping, they crash the truck. And they have to get him. I like yeah, that. That was cool. Um, I think one of my favorite things was when Starro got out and the military commander who was like trying to lead the uh, the raid just like realized they were all going to die. So he just took off his hat and sort of looked around at all of his dying soldiers. It was yeah, very. That, that well, was, I was kind of that was. I did not expect that for the guy who was supposed to be the villain. That was just cool. Little little layering, a little bit of depth to a guy who was otherwise. He wrote Scooby Doo too. James Gunn knows what he's doing. I don't know if that's something you can say. Like, like, give James Gunn the Oscar. The director of Scooby-Doo 2, I mean, is, um... No, that's not, you know... Why was Suicide Squad so great? Because James Gunn directed Scooby-Doo 2. He knew what was happening. I don't know if that's, that's what you can say, Davis. Do you think that's what you can say? I'm not sure if that's... I just did. No. No, no, no. That's not... What the... Um, sorry. But going on, uh, just, yeah, I really liked that fight scene. Um, I, 
I really liked the bait and switch where Waller would totally... That's one thing. It's with the death of the first squad, it sets up how evil Waller really is. She's not just like, I will blow up your head. She's like, I don't care. I will send sacrificial lambs. Which explains why they were so stupid characters like TDK and the Weasel. Weasel is still the most disgusting thing I've seen in cinema. I haven't seen uh, the the human centipede, so I'm going to say Weasel. Oh, I haven't seen that either. I don't plan to. I don't either, but Weasel was terrible. Like, I watched it with uh, with my roommates and stuff, and like, Weasel came over like, oh my gosh, get rid of her. Get her off the screen. Because I think it was a she. Was it? No, Weasel was a T. Yeah. Sorry, no. That also killed a like kids or something that's why remember that yeah that's the thing is um that's one thing is like weasel's crimes are incredibly violent but apparently according to uh like google weasel's like a failure of a villain always messes up which of course that's funny that uh weasel survived but yeah i just guys it's on hbo max you don't have to go to the theater to see it if you have an hbo max account it is free i recommend you see this movie do not be nervous about last suicide squad was bad don't think is it james gunn is it going to be an mcu you know cop carbon copy don't you know, give this movie a chance, and I think you will not be disappointed. It's great. It's fun. It's not super duper serious. You know, it's not. It is a little gory. It is, it is incredibly graphic. I, a couple of my friends were not handling the scene when Harley dove straight into. Um, that, that was yeah. That that was like the worst. That was the they said least the they said part. the they said the rats eat like going and eating away parts of it was bad. I, look, Pete I was getting shot in the face was worse than that. That was bad. That was crazy. Um. I, I guessed Pete Davidson was going to die pretty quick. Yeah, that, that I was, couldn't see him being a whole movie. That was yeah. yeah, that was too easy on that one. I would say. Yeah, my dad. Um, <laughs> stop it. Um, I liked Harley with the javelin trying to figure out what like God's uh, why God gave her the javelin or whatever. That was hilarious. Also, Harley escaping the uh, the whole. That was one of the things I really liked is Suicide Squad the original. Harley was kind of you know haphazardly just sort of getting away with stuff. In this movie, she was legit. You're like, okay, Harley's the real deal. Like, you know, she had, that's one thing. She had some super, like, she had, could jump really high. She was really strong. She wasn't just a person with a gun and a, and a big hammer. She was actually, like, you know, a super-powered individual, which that was cool. And the scene when she escapes the castle, and, like, it all turns into flowers and stuff, that was really cool. I thought, wasn't that point sort of, like, to illustrate what she sees? I think so. Because, like, yeah. why she's so happy-go-lucky as she's just slaughtering people? Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Again, comic book that's something you'd see that's one thing i can't stress enough because in the world of the mcu in the world of everything is technology where nothing feels like a comic book movie anymore this did you know this felt like it this felt like the sam raimi where the campiness was directly from the comics this felt like a movie that you could say i saw a comic book movie because it was not because you know it contained characters that were therefore dramatically shifted like a certain suicide squad without the i think this is going to end up my top five possibly top three dc movies i'd say top five comic movies you mean dceu or dc eu that's fine okay eu because you shazam's know shazam's also up there shazam i like shazam i love shazam i've probably seen that i'm really excited time. for black adam actually with the rock that's another thing Pivotal time for DC. The MCU could be struggling right now. This is an opportunity, and not to mention it's pivotal time because DC's only going to have so many chances for people. DC to always give had up. cooler characters. When I was a kid, I think they did I too. The characters were cooler. I think they did too. I think the Suicide Squad is a genius thing that the MCU clearly does just lacks. The, you know? M- the MCU's or Marvel in general is just a lot more kid friendly. Yeah. It's how always, always. I mean, like obviously, it's not. Well, I, I, I mean, like say, it kind of is. That's I how say, I saw it as a kid. I would say, um, well, that's because the movies that were released around the time were. I would say, um, you know, and even the best of the non-kid friendly, the X Men, were taken away. I look forward to seeing them back. I will say though, sorry, this is totally off top, but do you think if they bring back the X Men, what will they do about Wolverine? Question. Like, who, who are they going to cast? What do you mean? I mean, would they dare to cast anybody? Yeah, they're gonna cast not Hugh Jackman probably, or they gonna bring back Hugh I, Jackman. I think I think you can't. You you either get Hugh Jackman, or you don't do anything, or they get, they just say, okay, Logan happened, and you're coming into the multiverse after Logan. No, I mean no, I I know. Okay, I know that, but like I, th- I mean that's what I'm saying. That's you've got to get Hugh Jackman because I think they're gonna think. I don't think you have to. They're gonna think well, well, when people didn't like when people liked Heath Ledger and didn't like uh, Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. It, no, I mean, seriously, the whole... I, I, I get what you're saying, but, like, at some point, you have to move on. I suppose so. I suppose so. But, Davis, anything else you want to add uh, about the Suicide Squad? Which I think it's funny, because that's one of the things going around our uh, 
our um, apartment was, since this one's called The Suicide Squad, the phrase by Will Smith would be, what are we, some kind of The Suicide Squad, which I thought was kind of funny, but clearly David Davis is out here like, Alex, that's not... It's an inside joke, Davis. You wouldn't get you, it. You, stop you, digging yourself a hole over you, there. You wouldn't get it, Davis. It's an inside joke. Just keep going over you there. You wouldn't get it. You haven't stopped you yet. You would not get it. Still, anything else you'd like to say before we uh, close out the first episode of the of junior year for myself and Davis? Very exciting, very stressful times. I'm um, actually a senior. Really? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. But it's like, oh, you're so gullible. Yeah, I am. Anything else, Davis? No. What? No. 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 In that case, then I think we'll wrap up the show. First episode of Through the Lens, all done through the lens, that is, of junior year. Season two, I would call it even. With uh, the Suicide Squad movies. And again, you can follow us along at through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram. You can follow along. We're working all- on getting a better than one, but hey, Carmelo hey, still has it. Hey, hey, we're trying, we're trying. But uh, you can follow us along there to see any updates on the podcast, as well as you can reach out directly to us on that Instagram to tell us any movies you'd like us to review. Old movies, new movies. You want to talk about a TV show on the podcast. You want to come on as a guest. That is the way to reach out to us and do not hesitate to do so because we we will we welcome all guests to come onto the show and talk about any and all movies and tv shows you can follow us there and next week we will be tackling the foreign film expedition yet again but this time we will be dealing with parasite one of the biggest and most popular foreign language movies in the history of hollywood i would say davis is that fair yes i, would, I think so I, I would say it is one of the most popular we will be dealing with we will be discussing that one Uh, But until then, uh, I would say thank you all for listening, and I will see you next time for Parasite.